0: What kind of memories do you retain about your golf experiences? My guess is that you can recall some really clutch moments when you rose to a challenge, some pretty frustrating ones, and a lot in between. For most golfers, only a small percentage of the experiences they remember are advantageous to their game. The majority of their memories can actually do a lot of damage when resurrected during a round. That's why in this episode, I want to talk about the one important habit that can make a big difference. She Talks Birdie is for you, the golf enthusiast who wants to discover how to play the game you love better, smarter, and more effortlessly. If that sounds like exactly what you need to take your game to the next level, then I'm so glad you stopped by. My name is Dr. Shannon Reese, And in each episode, we'll take a look behind the curtain in your mind to uncover the simple mindset strategies that will help you play great. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. The wrong memory resurfacing during a round can unravel the confidence and focus of even the most seasoned players. Recalling a moment when you faltered or completely failed while facing something very similar in the present can rattle you. That was the case for one of my clients named Max. Max's memories were causing a lot more damage to his game than he cared to admit when we began working together. His prominent struggle was getting off the tee with his driver on the course. In his opinion, he had a serious problem with his mechanics. This belief had compelled him month after month to invest all of his effort in trying to perfect the technical side of his game rather than where he needed it most. Over time, Max developed an enormous case of fear of failure getting off the tee. He could hit reasonable shots off the deck, but he had started to see the same erratic results show up with that approach too. Max wasn't new to the game and had aspirations to play on tour. He had the physical talent to play well, but a lack of mental discipline was holding him back, especially in tournament rounds. He had gone through some significant swing changes, and despite a lot of hard work and time, he was no more confident about this part of his game. His inconsistency on the course prevented him from believing he could drive the ball well and if his drive wasn't good, in his mind, that spelled doom for the rest of the hole. Interestingly, the issue he was having on the course rarely occurred on the range, but the success he experienced on the practice tee was doing little to boost his confidence in his ability on the course. Have you ever had trouble taking your range game to the course? Like Max, Perhaps you're diminishing the relevance of your good range shots instead of using them to boost your confidence to repeat them on the course. Max was putting a tremendous amount of pressure on himself to hit a perfect drive on the course. His heavy-handed effort coupled with self-doubt grew to the point where he was so tense that all he could seem to hit were significantly erratic shots into the rough and the hazards flanking the fairway on most driving holes. Max had developed a bad habit of allowing his doubt and fear to shape his outlook on his ability with his driver by constantly belaboring his misses. This left his memory bank overwhelmed with evidence of failure. Developing chronic negative self-fulfilling thinking around a part of your game doesn't happen overnight. It often begins when you allow yourself to be consumed by your perceived flaws in one part of your game. As your focus intensifies around identifying the cause of the problems you're having rather than the solutions, you can get caught up in a negativity loop that can turn into an ingrained habit if you don't recognize it and change course. In Max's case, every time he stepped into a tea box, His mind would flood with memories of all the drives he'd hit off target, into hazards, or completely out of play. He would get bogged down in worry over his mechanics, his body would tense up, and he'd try extremely hard to steer his shot away from trouble. As a result, his shots often ended up right where he was trying not to go. In a playing lesson, I asked him to tell me about a memory of a good drive. Sadly, but not surprisingly, he was unable to recall anything recent other than misses. What became instantly apparent was the blatant absence of a mental habit that is vital to success in golf. The mental habit that you can use to affect positive change in your game is the habit of celebrating success. Before you discount the value of this lesson, I'm about to share, celebrating success is so much more than giving yourself an at a boy or at a girl after an outstanding shot. Celebrating success significantly impacts the type of memories you have access to that you use to shape your belief in yourself and your game. If you don't honestly and firmly believe in yourself, you will be unable to play this game well. Because at the end of the day, your thoughts direct your actions, including your swing. So I'm going to provide you with a simple three-step process that will help you begin to develop a habit of celebrating success. This habit will equip you with powerful memories that you can use to fuel even more success in golf. I hope that sounds good. But you've got to buy into the value of celebrating more You've got to know the key things that are worth celebrating and how to make memories of success stick. So let's start with step number one, buying into the value of celebrating success. Your experiences create content in your memory, and your memory functions as a storage system full of things you learn and the observations you make, so you may use them for future reference. I want you to think about your memory as a tool in golf. In order for the tool to function for your benefit, it makes sense that you'd want to actively store information about the successful events you'd like to repeat. Unfortunately, when talking to golfers about their game, I often hear them recounting their failures and struggles significantly more than I hear about their wins. If you were to think of your memory like an attic, What are you storing in yours? Is there anything up there that you actively access because it enhances your performance? If not, then you've got some work to do. Successful memories are full of power that you can infuse into your game. Great memories can motivate you when you're down. They can boost your confidence in moments of self-doubt. They can remind you of how to overcome challenges in the present that are similar to those you successfully navigated in the past. They can expedite the time it takes for you to learn new things by creating associations with things you've learned in the past. They can reduce your stress. They can remind you of the best parts of you. And they can help you avoid repeating mistakes. Considering how all those benefits derived from celebrating success both on the range and the course can improve your performance, doesn't it make sense to celebrate and find reason to celebrate often? If you're only used to occasionally celebrating stellar shot outcomes, then you're missing out on a lot of other things you can use to build a powerful bank of great memories. Which brings us to step number two knowing the key things you want to celebrate during a round. What kinds of things do you typically celebrate on the course? And what, in your opinion, warrants giving yourself a sizable high five? I'm talking specifically about how you roll following a shot. It doesn't matter what kind of shot you just hit. The question applies to all types, the good, the bad, and the ugly ones. If you aren't currently playing with a consistent post-shot routine, then that's something you're going to want to start doing today. And yes, you heard me correctly, a post-shot routine. Because what you do after every shot is just as important as what you do before one. And this is where strong memories can develop. The best way to maintain even-keeled composure and winning focus throughout a round, no matter how you're actually playing, is to have a post-shot routine that helps you extract the very best from every shot experience. A good post-shot routine has a habit of celebrating success built right into it. Perhaps in your opinion, only a purely struck shot or hold putt or spectacularly long drive are the types of shots that deserve to be celebrated. If that's the case for you, then how often are you actually finding reason to celebrate? Probably not very often. That would make sense if you keep your performance bar set unreasonably high and beyond your reach. That type of rigid approach to golf sets you up to fail quite often. I don't suggest you set the bar low, but I do recommend that you focus your assessment of your shot performance to the quality of your approach and not just the outcome of the shot. Say that you hit a decent drive that finishes fairly close to your target in the fairway. Is that type of shot worth celebrating? What if your 30-foot lag putt finishes 2 inches outside the right edge of the cup? Does that putt represent success? Let me give you one more scenario. What if you swing confidently and fluidly on an approach shot to the green and your ball travels along the straight path directly at the pin just as you planned, but a gust of wind kicks up and takes enough yardage off your shot that you end up short of the green in the bunker? Would you have reason to celebrate that shot? Now I understand that celebration is subjective, but there are plenty of golfers who set their standards to such rigidly high levels that many times good is never quite good enough. This leaves them little reason to celebrate during their rounds, preventing them from building a mental library of success memories. In contrast, though, when they hit a poor shot, they can internally and even outwardly beat themselves up badly over it. If this sounds familiar, I challenge you to examine the parts of your game you can directly control rather than just shot outcomes. When you strike the ball well, or your ball rolls into the cup, by all means, celebrate. But learn to look beyond those obvious parts of performance for the great things that are making those outcomes possible. To give you some direction, I'm going to provide you with examples of process-centered parts of performance that are worth celebrating. Shining the spotlight on them will help you build more great memories from all kinds of shots and shot scenarios, not just the ones with perfect outcomes. For example, making a smart club choice, taking your time to get a solid read on a putt, Making some practice swings to get connected to great shot feel that you want to have before you actually step into the bunker. Using your imagination to picture the shot you want to hit. Swinging with freedom. Or keeping your inner caddy conversation positive following a miss. The next time you play, before you're quick to dismiss a shot and just move on, Take a moment to identify something you did well in the preparation of your shot that's worth repeating. We've arrived at step number three, understanding how to make your memories of success stick. If your memories of misses have more staying power in your mind than your memories of successful shots, it's due to the fact that you're placing more emphasis on them how you think and the emotions you are associating with them. The memories that stick are those to which you give the most attention, energy, thought, talk, and feeling. That's why memories of disasters that you take pretty hard are difficult to shake. Making memories of success more readily accessible and dominant in your mind is going to require you to put in more effort so they stand out and stick if you aren't used to celebrating the little wins during your round. For example, every time you step into a tee box, wouldn't it be nice to be able to easily retrieve memories of hitting solid shots instead of having to battle memories of big misses? Based on how we know memories are formed, you need to take direct action to get them archived in your long-term memory. That means making them more sticky. To make memories of success more sticky, there are three simple things you can do immediately following a shot. Number one, look for the positive details of the shot. Identify something specific about the shot you did well in the process and that's repeatable by you. By actively reviewing the good parts of your shot, They begin to stand out as examples of what you want to keep doing as you move on to your next one. Number two, take a moment to evaluate the shot with your senses. Consider how quiet or focused your mind was. How relaxed were you standing over the ball? What were your eyes locked onto that really helped you focus? How fluid or powerful did your swing feel? By incorporating your senses, you give more depth and detail to the shot you're trying to remember, making it more sticky. And number three, have a party on the inside. The memories that are most vivid are those that are accompanied by strong emotions, whether joy and excitement or anger and fear. Therefore, you must take a moment to actually enjoy the moment. Yes, even after a less-than-perfect shot. Your goal is to find a reason to be satisfied, pleased, or elated about the shot, or some aspect of it that you just produced. You don't have to display great enthusiasm outwardly, but give yourself time for an internal high-five of appreciation for the shot experience, a positive detail of it, or lesson you learned from it that you can feel good about. The more you find reason to celebrate your performance on the range in the course, the more you will be thinking in a way that enables you to keep building on success. It just takes a little consistent effort to build a habit that helps you create a log of great memories you may use to your advantage on the course. Are you ready to start celebrating more? To help you implement the steps I shared in this episode so you can build a habit of celebrating in your game, I've created a downloadable PDF cheat sheet that includes the key action steps from this episode. To grab a copy, head on over to trainingforoptimalperformance.com forward slash 004. And while you're there, Leave me a comment letting me know which of the three strategies you're going to commit to use in order to get a good shot memory to stick. Will you look for the positive details, take a moment to evaluate the shot with your senses, or have a party on the inside? I'd love to hear from you. To quickly recap, here's how you can develop the one habit you absolutely need to play great golf. Step number one. Buy into the value of celebrating more often in your game. Step number two, know the key things you want to celebrate during your rounds. And step number three, understand how to make your memories of success stick. And in case you're wondering what happened with my client Max, the great news is that he was able to overcome his fear with his driver Max started developing a habit of celebrating by looking for evidence of success rather than always criticizing his flaws and worrying about repeating them. The transformation to his mindset didn't happen overnight, but as he made celebrating success a priority in his game, he began to notice more instances of it that he'd been missing. As he began noticing more evidence of success, his confident thinking became more consistent. As his thoughts about getting off the tee became more confident every time he stepped into a tee box, he began to swing more freely. And as he began to swing more freely, his shot outcomes became better and better. Just like Max when you actively seek out evidence of success and make a point to emphasize it by attaching more meaning and strong positive emotions to it, you will begin to improve your belief in yourself and your ability to play the game well. And as a result, your game will improve. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes to rate this podcast or to leave me a review. It's the best way to support the podcast and enable me to keep providing you with the actionable content you need to play great. And if you haven't already subscribed to the She Talks Birdie podcast, what are you waiting for? That'll guarantee you won't miss a single juicy episode. I'll be back soon. Until then, get out there and play great.